You're listening to the Woman Power Zone podcast with host Ariel Hubbard, empath, energy worker, and massage therapist who shares secrets and stories of women's empowerment, learned from over 32 years of working in holistic healing arts and talking with thousands of women about their amazing life stories. If you are seeking ways to grow, pivot, heal, and up-level your life, you are in the right place. Here is your host, Ariel Hubbard. Woman Power Zone listeners. So I'm going to be doing a series of shows about dating. And if you're in a committed relationship or you're married, you still might want to listen to these so that you can forward this show or a group of shows on to people you know who are single. The world out there of dating is completely different than it was even five years ago. And there's some key information that I want to share to keep people safe and to help them stay prepared and help them do this process intentionally. If you're single, you're definitely going to want to listen to these shows because there's information in here that you may not be aware of. And this information can make a huge difference in your life, either keeping you safe or just helping you be ready for the process because it's completely different than the way it used to be. Thanks for listening. Welcome to Woman Power Zone, a safe space for learning, growing, healing, and empowerment. Today's episode is the first in a three-episode series on dating, and the goal of this series is to empower you to be prepared for dating, to be safe, and to know exactly what it is that you're looking for, so that when you do choose to date, the process will flow more smoothly. For our listeners who are in committed relationships, You might want to pass this on to your friends who are single because I can guarantee that any advice you're going to give them about dating is probably not up to date or current. And later on in the episode, you're going to hear why it's not current. Things have changed significantly. I can tell you that I have experience online dating. I've unfortunately been doing it for about seven and a half years And I will tell you that I have a lot of experience having talked to thousands of men, dealt with thousands of scammers, and I've been on over 130 dates with people. So I do have a lot of experience with this. I'm going to share information that I've learned, not only from my experience, but I've also done quite a bit of research for my book, The Empowered Woman's Guide to Online Dating. And that book is in pre-order status right now. You can check it out in the show notes if you want to read more. But my goal here in these shows is to help women be safe. For my male listeners, I want to let you know that some of this information is going to apply to you as well. Not all of it's going to be the same because you're going to get some different dynamics and that's okay, but there still will be takeaways for you as well. Everybody, if you're loving this show and you want to make a difference, please go to Apple Podcast Ratings and give the show a five-star rating. Thanks so much. It's appreciated. Okay, let's move on. One of my favorite business shows, Make Me Smart, recently did an episode, which I'm going to put in the show notes, and it has information that's taken from a Wells Fargo report that's based on the U.S. Census Bureau. In 1900, only 7% of women were single. And in 2020, which is when the last census was done, 52% of women are currently single. 
That's a significant jump in only 120 years. And there's a 20% increase in the last decade of women who have never married. So there are a lot of us out there and some of us are dating. And so I thought this would be pertinent to those ladies out there who wanted to get information. So the thing is, as single women in the 21st century, we have our own opinions, our own boundaries, our own money, our own success, our own jobs, and our own decisions that we're making. And a lot of times, our own kids. A lot of us are single too. So naturally, that makes dating more challenging for us. In fact, if you are educated, self-empowered, and have your own money, which a lot of women do in order to survive in this experience that we're all having collectively, and especially if you're a single mom, you have to make really careful decisions about how you spend your time, your money, and your energy. And the thing is, a lot of dating has changed. It's moved from something that you used to do where you were introduced to friends from your parents or your group of friends to an online dating experience for most of us. And naturally, that makes everything more difficult. So every choice you make is a trade-off against something else. That applies to any limited resource that you need to manage, like your time, your energy, your focus, or your attention. And that opens up two questions. What matters most? And how do you align your decision-making around what matters most? This is one of my favorite quotes from a woman named Paula Pant. She has a women's empowerment podcast on investing, which I absolutely love. The show notes have that information in there. And her podcast is really great. It's called Afford Anything, Build a Better Life. I love that show. And what she says is true. How do you spend your time and how do you align how you spend your time with what matters most to you? But before we talk about how to prepare for dating, I need to help you get a sense of what's actually going on out there in the dating world because it is not what it used to be. And I want to make sure that you spend your precious resources of time, energy, focus, and attention in the best possible way. You may have changed in your life. Like you may have come out of a relationship. You might have been married for a long time and come out of a relationship and you might have been working on yourself and now you you want to spend your time and energy with someone else. And you've changed, but so is dating. So I need to explain what's happened in the last 35 short years and what's happened in the dating world. So in the 1980s, like 1985, you used to meet someone through their friends or relatives, usually at a social event or a group setting in a bar. You remember this probably, or maybe you met someone in church or however you met someone, but it's usually an introduction in person through people that you knew, right? You used to spend time with them. You might go out and do some fun things. You would get to know them. And you usually eventually would go out to dinner or a movie or spend time with them in person, right? Getting to know them as a person, developing trust and a deeper connection and having more and more experiences, talks or interactions. Sometimes this included sex. Sometimes this didn't. Sometimes you waited till you were married to have sex And you would, of course, meet their family and friends, and you would interact with their family and friends as well. And after a period of time, usually years, you would decide that you're going to have a committed relationship or you would get married, right? So that's 1985. In 2005, right, 
used to meet someone through friends, relatives, or online because most dating sites started between 1995 and 2000, okay? So you're just getting started with the online dating stuff, but it's, there's still a lot of in-person interaction. And usually if you did meet somebody, you would go out to dinner or maybe a coffee date and about 20 to 30% of the men would want sex on the first date and men who acted like this were frowned upon and women usually warned each other about men who pushed for sex right away. And again, you'd spend time getting to know the person, do something fun with them, get to know them, meet their family and friends and develop a deeper connection. And if the person was right, you would make a decision to pursue a longer term relationship, which might or might not include marriage. So that's 2005. In 2015, you might meet someone through friends, relatives, or online, but most of the time you're talking with people online for weeks or sometimes even months before meeting. And usually if you're online, a large percentage of the men would be asking sexually explicit questions sometimes other questions too, but they usually start with sexually explicit questions to determine how easy you are to see if they can have sex with you quickly. Now, this is men who are in the category of they're looking for sex. People were looking for relationships in 2015. They would ask you other kinds of questions, but still the process could take a long period of time, weeks or months sometimes before you even met these people, right? And if you did end up meeting them, it was usually for coffee, not dinner, occasionally dinner, but most of the time it'd be for coffee. So it went from spending time socially having and having dinner to maybe if you're lucky, you get a coffee date, right? In 2015. In 2021, almost everyone's meeting online these days. People were checking to see if they were vaccinated or not, depending on what people's belief systems were, right? But they wanted to make sure they didn't get sick from COVID, right? Um, people would talk for a few moments, and sometimes this would be by texting or a live video. And if you were lucky enough to get a first conversation, people would ghost you often, and possibly you would get a coffee date, but at least 30 to 70% of the men would send unsolicited pictures of themselves and not their faces, other parts of their anatomy that were uh, in their minds somehow attractive to you without even knowing you, sent you unsolicited pictures of themselves. And these people would expect you to reciprocate by sending intimate photos of yourself without having ever known this person, without having developed any trust at all, and the thing about digital photos is those can be taken and sold, which often they are. They can be put up on social media. They can be sent to other people's friends. They can be used to blackmail people. They can be used to embarrass people or ruin careers. And the other thing what happened is a lot of these people would expect to meet online, vet you to see if you're sexually interested and then expect to show up at your house or apartment or where you live, where your children live, without ever having met you, without ever knowing anything about you, usually with no discussion of birth control or sexual health, and they would expect to have sex. That is how much things have changed in the last 35 years. 
And just know that this experience that I'm talking about is not just my experience. I've talked with dozens of women, the exact same experience. Also, age doesn't matter. Looks don't matter. Status doesn't matter. I would see this on every dating site. I personally experimented with, I think, five or six different sites, probably more than that, okay? And I talked with women who were on sites that weren't the sites that I was on. They were all having the exact same experience. Online dating, back in the beginning, used to be people matching up, having conversations, and seeing if they could have a relationship. And that was eHarmony back, way back when it started. And now even sites like eHarmony have scammers, ghost profiles, and people looking for immediate sexual connection. Now, to be clear, I don't judge people who want to have casual sex, okay? That's not where I'm coming from. But if you're looking for a relationship, you're going to have to screen very carefully. These days, a lot of people online are not interested in a relationship. They're looking for casual sex. So you're going to have to ask very specific questions or pay attention to what those people are saying to you and how they say it so that you can be clear. Okay, this person's looking for sex. That's one category. This person's looking relationship. That's another category. Or this person doesn't know what they want. And that's a third category. And you're going to have to do a lot of screening when you're dating, obviously. But you want to save some time by getting some key information right away. And so what you're going to need to do is some preparation so that you know what you're looking for. And that, know what you're looking for information, that's going to be in episode 73. And we're in episode 71, which is the prep for dating. And a lot of what I'm going to talk to you about is emotional preparation. Okay, so here are some things that you need to address before you date. And it's quite a bit of information. So I'm going to break this up into pieces and parts. And we are going to take a break and do the second half. So here's the thing. People online have a lot less emotional sensitivity than they did when we used to meet in person, okay? There are things that people will say that are completely inappropriate or considered to be sexual harassment that they'll say in a first sentence of a first contact or they'll say in a first conversation. One of the ways you know if a man wants to have sex immediately is if they bring it up in a first conversation. If you're looking for casual sex, that's fine. You'll know that in a first conversation. If you're looking for a relationship, you're going to want to delete that person or contact with that person after they bring up sex in the first conversation. Now, here's the thing. When you date, it pushes buttons. And that's because dating by its very nature is a process of acceptance or rejection. And most of the time, it's rejection. People will reject you for things that you couldn't even imagine they would reject you for. I had a person that I was talking to We had just started contact and I said, Hey, I'd like to learn more about you as a person. Can you tell me something about yourself? And they deleted me. Okay. That person's looking for casual sex. However, it does hurt feelings. It hurts your feelings. Sometimes there are going to be things like if you tell them you're a single parent, they're going to delete you. 
If you tell them your age, they could delete you. If you tell them you like pickleball, they could delete you. It could be for something completely random that has nothing to do with anything offensive or inappropriate or wouldn't even seem like it's something that could be used to screen someone out. You know, you're just having a casual, friendly conversation, which is what you would normally do when you meet people in person, right? Except online, people act differently. So it's going to be important for you to emotionally prepare for the rejection process. And you're going to have to train yourself not to take some of this behavior personally. Literally, you could say, hi, how's it going? How's your day? I loved your profile. I'd love to get to know you which is a very standard greeting online and have someone block you because they didn't like your pictures, but honestly, or whatever reason, you don't actually know why they blocked you. So you will need to do some emotional preparation. So here's some things you're going to need to address emotionally and mentally before you date. Okay. So the first thing is you don't want to just shut down and say, well, I'll just never date again. So if somebody rejects you or if the dating process seems hard, I would avoid that comment or that mindset because the thing is, if you want to meet someone, you're going to have to make an effort. You're going to have to put yourself out there. So unfortunately, you are going to have to expose yourself to being accepted or rejected in a dating process. But the more specific you are, the more you hone your effort, the more clear you are about what you're looking for, it'll make it smoother. You're also going to want to avoid getting depressed about your prospects. There are many things in life that are worthwhile that are also challenging. And there are a lot of people out there believe that if it's not challenging, it's not worth the process. (laughs) Just want to put that out there as a possible mindset for you because that's important. But the other thing you should do is get clear about your beliefs about how men should treat women. How do you think dating prospects should treat you? Like, what do you think proper etiquette is or proper behavior? Do you want to be respected? Do you want to be treated with kindness? Do you want to be treated with politesse? Someone showing social graces and being socially appropriate. Think about if you date someone, are you going to want to introduce them to your friends, family, and work colleagues? What would that person look like to you? It's important because your sentiments or beliefs or feelings or boundaries around how men should treat women When someone crosses those lines, you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it when they do something inappropriate. And if I told you some of the things men have said to me, your mouth would drop open because it's breathtaking how inappropriate some of the things are. But when people say these inappropriate things, if you know clearly how you want to be treated, you're going to feel it when they don't treat you that way. And that's going to let you know that that's a no and you're going to block that person or just disengage from that person. You also want to think about how women should act in the dating process. How do you want to show up in the dating process? What's important for you? How much information do you want to give them? How do you want to be safe in the dating process emotionally and for your own personal security? Do you want to go out for four or five dates 
and then potentially have sex with someone? Are you okay with casual sex early on? Do you want to wait till you get married to have sex? And it's not just having sex. It's also sharing personal information. Like, do you want to share your last name on the first date? The answer is no, by the way, on that one for security purposes. We'll talk about that in the next episode. But do you want to share details about your kids right away? No, you don't because you need to make sure that they're safe as well. But how should women act? Like get clear about what your values and your morals are about how you should show up in the dating process. Okay, we're going to take a break and when we come back, we're going to go to some more of these questions. This podcast is sponsored by Hubbard Education Group, creating wellness through education. If you've wanted to learn about being an empath, healing, energy work, consciousness, or massage, we have online and in-person courses for you. Find us on Facebook at Hubbard Education Group. That's Hubbard Education Group. Or go to www.arielhubbard.com. That's www.arielhubbard.com. And if you're on Clubhouse, you can find Ariel Hubbard by looking up Ariel Hubbard, A-R-I-E-L-H-U-B-B-A-R-D. Okay, so let's talk about some more of these questions here. So I want to ask you something. What do you think your beliefs are about communication? Do you think communication is important in a dating scenario? How often do you want to communicate with somebody that you're dating? Do you want to talk every day? Do you want to talk once in a while? Do you feel like someone should check in to see how you're doing? Do you not have time for that, right? What about respect? What does respect look like to you? Because it's important. If you don't feel like you're being respected, that's one way to screen out a potential love interest. So what does respect look like to you? Is it honoring who you are as a person, honoring your life experience, listening to you, not mansplaining you. What is that for you? What is respect for you? And what is being treated well? What do you think being treated well? Is it that they take you out for dinner and a movie? Well, I'm going to tell you something. Most men won't do that these days. That's why I talked about it earlier is just know that most men expect to just show up at your house and have sex. So those men, they're going in your, they don't treat me well category and you're going to block them. Like when they asked for that, I literally one time had a guy trying to show up at my house during a snowstorm. Literally, it was a snowstorm. We had eight inches of snow. They kept saying, I want to come over. They said this like three or four times. And the thing is, those three or four times, I wasn't interacting with them. You know, I was doing something. I come back and there are four requests to show up at my house. (laughs) I wasn't listening or entertaining four requests for that. I went away, was working, came back. They're like four times requesting to come over. I said, we're in a snowstorm. That's not happening. Goodbye. And I disengaged. But that's the thing. It's important for you to know what kind of communication and respect or what being treated well looks like. For me, being treated well means you honor my boundaries. So if I say I'm interested in X but not in Y, if they keep pressing for Y, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to date that person. I want to be listened to. Most women do. I think most people do, right? 
Do you want to be listened to? Do you want to have your boundaries respected? Do you want to be treated with kindness? Those are all things for you to think about. Okay, so now let's talk about monogamy. A lot of people who are getting into dating, and there's this whole movement called gray divorce. Gray divorce was first noted in like the 1990s, but it's really picked up in speed because a lot of people are getting divorced over the age of 40, and now they're looking to start over again, and they're looking to start dating again, right? And they get divorced, and then what do they do? So the thing is, most people who are 40 and above have lived a monogamous lifestyle where they've been with one person for a long time, unless they cheated or the other person cheated. Now, there are a whole other series and groupings of lifestyles that are available out there these days that were not available back when people were young and first getting into relationships. And in episode 73, I'm going to talk more about some of those other lifestyles. But you don't have to date the way you were married. You don't have to be monogamous unless you want to be. You don't have to date the same gender if you don't want to. You could date somebody else. You could do something different. It's completely up to you what you want to do. But it's important for you to have an understanding about where your values are on that. Because if you want to date someone who's monogamous, for an example, you need to screen out people who are not monogamous, right? So that's important. The other thing is, I want to ask you, what's your tolerance for being rejected? And what's your resilience for recovering from rejection? Okay, there are some people, if they're romantically rejected, they're hurting for quite a period of time. And it depends on the level of rejection, right? Like, there's a difference between dating someone for a year and having them unexpectedly drop you. And then talking to someone for a couple of weeks and having them unexpectedly block you online. But I do want to tell you that the potential for being rejected online is significantly higher than it is in person. I think that when people date in person, they give each other more grace. But online, it can be anything in your profile. It could be your pictures. It could be any comment that you make. It could be none of those things and something about the guy. Like they're married and pretending that they're single and their wife caught them online and they found their messages to you online and then suddenly the profile's deleted. That has nothing to do with you, right? But it's clear from my own experience, if you want to have a good attitude about dating and you want to feel good about yourself and you want to have a more positive experience, that you're going to need to be able to get over being rejected. So you're going to have to come up with a plan to recover from that. Some of us can brush off rejection like we're uh, wiping dust off our shoulders, right? Like just brush it off and move on, right? Some of us take it really hard. You're probably going to have to get desensitized a little bit from taking things personally. That's really important. Okay. Some other questions I have for you. What's your tolerance for needing to take time? sort through matches who don't fit. In other words, how much time are you going to spend on somebody? That's something you're going to need to figure out. Is it five minutes? Is it 30 seconds? Is it two weeks? And some of this you're going to figure out 
by doing it and realizing it doesn't work for you. You don't have to know the answer to that question before you start dating, but I want you to think about this. Your time is your most valuable asset because you can't get that back, right? And also your integrity, that too, of course, but you can't get your time back. So when you're talking with someone, if it's going on and on and there's no forward progress, you're definitely going to want to think about, do I want a pen pal or do I want to meet someone in person? Okay. The other thing is you're going to have to be persistent to advocate for what you want because you need to know what your persistence is. Do you really care about dating? Is it important to you? Do you not care? Are you somewhere in between? Just think about it. And definitely you're going to want to be in touch with your self-esteem because you're going to work on improving that. Because when you go out and meet people, it is hard to go out and meet somebody in person or meet them in a video call or even talk with them online You've got to feel good about yourself before you do that. All right. All right. So I have a few more things to say about this. This is a longer show today because there's a lot involved with this. But I want you to think about a couple of other things. Just know that if you make changes in your life, like going out and meeting somebody new, you're going to have to be willing to take risks. So you need to figure out what's your risk tolerance. And also, you're going to need to say no to people. And if you're a people pleaser, that's going to be hard. So if you're a people pleaser, you're going to want to get really clear about what your boundaries are. And some of these questions I'm asking on this show are basically about setting your boundaries up. Like, how do you feel about casual sex? What's important to you in dating? Like what kind of respect or communication do you need? These are all things that are making up your boundaries so that when you date, you have a deal breaker list you have a things you must have list. And those two things are really important because if you have your deal breaker list, if a guy does a deal breaker, like he's a smoker, for instance, that's one of my deal breakers, or he's married and you're not interested in cheating with somebody, or he lives 500 miles away and you don't want to do long distance, those are great deal breakers for you, right? And then your must haves, if you need to have respect You need to be treated with kindness. You need to have someone who does what he says he'll do. Those are your must-haves, right? Those are all types of boundaries. And that way, that'll help you screen people. And really, one of the last important questions I want to ask you is, if someone treats you badly, are you going to walk out on that date? Are you going to say no to that man? Are you going to disengage contact? Because if you're not doing that, you need to work on your relationship with yourself And you also need to take a look at your deeper feelings about men. And I've asked men this when I've been dating them. Do you actually like women? (laughs) I don't usually get an honest answer to that question because they're looking to have sex with me. So they're going to say whatever they want to try to get in bed with me. But it's revealing because if I get a casual brush off to that question, that means there's a deal breaker for me. So ask yourself this. Do you have any resentments toward men from your past? Do you have any issues you need to get over? Are there things that you need to let go of so that you can move forward and start with a clean slate? When you date, you're going to have to start with a clean slate every time you interact with somebody. So if somebody rejects you, guy A rejects you, and then you talk to guy B, you can't carry your upset with guy A into your interactions with guy B. It's not going to work. So you're going to have to do some things to clear yourself. That's what I call it. Like get a massage, get an energy healing, 
meditate, exercise, emotionally let go, write a list about how you feel about guy A and burn it. (laughs) These are things you could do, right? Pray, talk with a friend, talk with your therapist. These are all things you can do to release your feelings about guy A so you don't bring any of that into the space with guy B. So recap of today's episode. We talked about a lot of different things, okay? This is all emotional preparation to date, all right? You're going to see some information in the show notes, but I don't have absolutely everything in there because the show notes would be too long. But some key questions are in the show notes, okay? And I really want to make sure that you just take a few minutes and time to really like get clear. What do I want? What are my boundaries? What must I have? What can I stand? What are my prior feelings about men? Have I let go of them? And can I start from a clean slate? All right. So I'm hoping this information was helpful for you. In the next episode, I'm going to teach you how to recognize scammer tells and how not to be taken advantage of by scammers so that you don't lose your identity, your money, or your safety. And then in the next episode after that, we're going to talk more about what is it that you want and getting clear on that. So thanks for listening. I really appreciate you. And I wanted to thank you for listening and joining with me today. Remember to move with your power and into your magnificence. Are you experiencing overwhelm? frustration, stress, or anxiety? Do you need help with insomnia? We'll contact Ariel Hubbard at Hubbard Health Solutions. Ariel offers 25 modalities to help you move forward. You can deal with the pandemic and still experience balance and calm. Contact Ariel at arielhubbard.com. That's arielhubbard.com.